When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everybody it is time once again for the mainland podcast this is episode 367 and i'm your host michael citro i'm the founder and managing editor of the mainland.com that's an independent website covering orlando city the orlando pride ocb and all things soccer related in the city beautiful and joining me from tallahassee florida a sadly under the weather david Rowe. dave are you okay um, you know, as if it wasn't bad enough that we're going to have to talk about that loss, I evidently also caught something. And so if I sound a little stuffy, everybody, that's why, of course, that doesn't stop either Michael or I from doing this podcast. Neither rain nor snow nor dead of night. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, you're a trooper, Dave. Appreciate it. I'm sure the listeners do too. Uh, let us dive in to Orlando City's Tropic Thunder matchup with Inter-Miami down in Fort Lauderdale, the city that doesn't match the team name. And uh, this was, of course, a knockout game in League's Cup. It was also the first meeting of the team's beast uh, since uh, Orlando City's uh, rival down south was effectively bailed out. Uh, got effectively okay. a government bailout from MLS. So uh, your your crappy last place team, and your man and your your owner can't quite foot the bill for this player they want. So what we're going to do is we're going to help out. We're going to mortgage ourselves and and sell our souls to enter Miami. And I will say that the result we talked about it last week. We talked about the possibilities. It was worse than I ever imagined it could be. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we mentioned that um, it's inherently uh, unfair to have Messi's deal structured the way it is because MLS, Apple TV, Adidas all have a vested interest in him and thus enter Miami succeeding. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, the people who are running these matches and officiating these matches, they know where their bread is buttered. They do. And also, you know, that um, there's something afoot when like 90% of the league's uh, tweets are about one team and one player. And yeah. that player has been spread across the homepage of the of the league's website for a couple of months now. 
And yeah, now he's actually doing things on the field to warrant it, but uh, it's it, it's overkill. I've talked to broadcasters who think it's overkill and it's not going to end anytime soon. So <laughs> there's just too much money involved. Yeah. And so you're going to have to deal with it and you're going to have to deal with things like what we had to deal with Wednesday night, which was a pregame show that was essentially a celebration of all things enter Miami with, oh yeah, one or two tiny little mentions that there's another team playing that night. Yeah, it was so bad that we got the, uh, <clears throat> during the match, we got the old uh, Robin Johnson was uh, uh, in a horseshoe factory uh, <laughs> trope that we haven't heard in years because they had called on to the fact that, oh, he's he's been here a while and he's doing other things and that's pretty irrelevant at this point. But not that night. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, you know, I kind of came into this game. You can remind the the listeners of our score predictions, but I came in kind of thinking Orlando City's going to have to play perfectly to be able to be allowed to win this game. They're going to have to make it so that there's no uh, nothing even questionable that somebody can chalk off a goal or whatever. They're going to have to just go out and you kind of have to dominate to even be on level footing. What were our score predictions, Dave? Uh, I was a horribly optimistic 2-1 win, and you were an incredibly realistic and accurate 3-1 loss. Yeah. Uh, that went about uh, that went about like I thought, but in a way that I could have never imagined. It was uh it was it was terrible. Um and it started with a self-inflicted wound just seven minutes in. The one thing we said Wilder Cartagena says our Araujo cannot do. They cannot look for the ball. They must always, always, always locate number 10 and be on him and don't worry about where the ball is. If you play the man, you'll see on his face if the ball's coming or not. Right. So Cesar looked over. He had him covered. He had Messi, you know, well under control. And then he looked for the ball. And that's when Messi darted behind him. And that's when Taylor, you know, scooped in a, a chip pass and Lionel Messi's not going to miss from four feet in front of the goal uh, with absolutely no defending near him. So unfortunate mistake for the young Uruguayan. Thankfully, he made up for it a few minutes later. He did. Um, I did the, uh, you know, three keys to victory article. And and the most important one I mentioned is what you just mentioned was that the two of them, Cartagena and Eruja, had to keep them him in their pocket all night without fail and there were two times where it failed and both times spit them but you are correct at least um cesar made up for it um with orlando city's only goal of the evening yeah thanks to yvonne barton and we'll say his name a few more times tonight um Dave, you knew that something weird was going on when orlando city actually converted on a short corner this has never happened before, <laughs> and I, I might be exaggerating. It may have happened once, even possibly twice before, but it happens so rarely that anything even remotely good happens on a short corner that it just absolutely floored me when the corner was played short to Angulo. Angulo took it to the end line and knocked it across, and it hit the goalkeeper, came off him, bounced to Cesar. Cesar puts it in. And it's 1-1 in the 17th minute. You're thinking, okay, level footing. And mm-hmm. the good thing, too, about that was after the goal that they had get given up, 
they did start to let Messi know that they were there. They started to bother him by mm-hmm. having the audacity to mark him. And, you know, maybe a little bit physical at times, but hey, this is a rivalry game. You're going to have some physical play. And, you know, I'm sorry if all those years in La Liga and playing for PSG meant that you didn't have to take any contact, but this is MLS, buddy. Yeah, and amazingly, um, Messi didn't deal with it well. Um, he he actually got angry to the point where he got a foul, and then he got a yellow card. I would have bet anything that he would have not gotten a yellow his entire time in MLS. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, and I'll be honest, I was thinking, I was like, wow, uh, the refs gave Messi a yellow. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're going to call this fair. Oh, oh, foolish Dave. <laughs> oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, that's not how it played out. But uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. He got called for a foul. Then he committed a foul on Cartagena from behind and got the obvious yellow card. That's a yellow card that any player would have gotten. And you, like you, I thought, hmm, okay, we'll see where this goes. Mm-hmm. We found out that where that was going to go in stoppage time of the first half because it looked like a very blatant foul on Messi, uh, not playing the ball as Cesar Araujo was about to run past him and start the transition the other way. Messi looked up, knew he couldn't get to the ball first, went out of his way. As you put it in your story, he hip checked him. That's a yellow card every single day of the week. And if you took those two players and you reversed their jerseys, you damn well know that Cesar's getting a yellow card for that. You are absolutely correct, and it was a literal hip check. I mean, he might as well have had a hockey stick in his hand. To make matters worse in the aftermath of this, and they got worse and worse and worse, in the aftermath of this, Kyle Smith took exception to the foul, and he came over and got in some faces. There was some pushing and shoving. Kyle gets the yellow card. As he's being shown the yellow card by the referee who is now standing a foot from him, like 12 inches. Sergio Busquets forcibly grabs him by the throat and shoves him. That's a straight red card and he got nothing for it. Yeah. Um, like you said, in he, if he had thrown an arm out, uh, he would have hit the ref. That's how close it was. Um, and, and that the fact that, that it wasn't called just, I mean, Look, you called it. You called it last week, and I was hopeful, but I mean, we're not the only ones, okay? The, there are some people who cover soccer that were saying that, hey, these should have been fouls and what's going on and, uh, you know, other other people online. But it, welcome to the new reality, kids. Yeah, get used to it. Because this is how it's going to be. We've we've now had evidence of a game that was contentious, and we saw how Inter Miami was protected. This was an opportunity for Orlando City to go into the halftime, even on the scoreboard, and up two men. Yeah, and and the the referee was a coward and didn't call it. It didn't didn't make two obvious calls. So they go to the locker room. Oh, and beyond beyond the two minutes of stoppage time he gave. He gave Miami a chance to actually attack after that. 
right? Uh, even though it was already a half a minute beyond the two minutes. And I, I get that part of that was the stoppage for the yellow card, but then you, you add another insult to injury, but uh, Benjamin Kramashi came very, very close to scoring on the last kick of the first half. So uh, fortunate for Orlando city, but unfortunate because the league has a vested interest in one team and one player. And so they, they got their special treatment at the end of the half and, and uh, the teams were even at one, one going in the half still felt pretty good. Even though uh, the last 10 or 15 minutes of the first half, Miami held a lot of possession. Now they didn't do anything with it, but they did hold a lot of possession. There was one opportunity for Messi to hit the outside of the post. But other than that, there really wasn't a lot of danger created by them. It was a good defensive effort in the first half. And I was a little surprised that Oscar rolled with the same starting 11 on short rest, but he did, and it worked out in the first half. Unfortunately, it did not take things long to unravel in the second half, as just a couple of minutes after the restart, a routine ball in that Pedro Galese had all the way, and Joseph Martinez had no chance to get to uh, into the box. It turns into a penalty as just the briefest, smallest amount, lightest of contact with the arm of uh, Antonio Carlos was apparently enough to knock the large Joseph Martinez on his ass in the penalty area. And they called a foul. And you looked at it and you looked at the replay and you're like, yeah, this will get overturned. And it didn't get overturned. And Martinez scored the penalty. And so for the second time in three games, I'd say in the MLS history of this club, the two softest penalties of all time against Orlando City have happened in the last three days, last three matches. Yeah, absolutely. And and it was so soft um, that, you know, when, when Busquets is uh, grabbing Kyle by the throat and that doesn't get anything, and then, you know, Antonio gets called for a foul that results in a penalty, uh, it just... Uh, it, there, there couldn't be a more stark contrast of how things were being called at that point. Yeah, so uh, it's two one at that point, and you know, you, you you even listened to the announcers, and they said, "Well, he really didn't do anything. He just put his arm out to see where he was, feel for where he was. He didn't hit him in the face. Nope. Uh, it was just a play that happens in the box. I don't know, thirty times a game." And, and All much the more time. forcefully, it, it was ridiculous. And, you know, they were talking about how this referee is, he's an experienced referee. He's done three World Cup games. Well, he can go back to El Salvador and stop doing all games because that kind of stuff just, <laughs> if you're, if you're that bad at your job, you should find another job. I hope he enjoys the paycheck. Yeah. Uh, the one for, that he got for the game or the one that he got from the league and or Inter Miami. Oh, yeah. No, the second. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, 2 1 at this point, you know, it's going to be difficult. And uh, you know, I think, I think Duncan McGuire actually picked up a yellow card for arguing about the, the penalty. And that, yep. at that point, you just, I just said, you know, just get off the field. They're not going to let this be a fair fight. Just yeah. walk off the field and protest and say, okay, it's a, it's a forfeit. You win three nothing. We're not going to be part of this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at that point, 2 1. But yeah. Yeah. But it would have been three nothing. Uh, a final score, a forfeit. A final score is is three nothing. Oh right, yes, yeah. So anyway, it was two one. You still have a little bit of hope, and I didn't really care for Oscar's um, 
substitution patterns. I thought Kara should have come on much earlier, so we could, he could have had more chance, uh, more of a chance to settle in. Yep. Um, he didn't come in until afterwards. Um, they brought in Ojeda and Ramiro Enrique and Dagger Dan, and and Dagger Dan did fine. Uh, Ojeda was not good in this game, and he's been progressively getting worse. I think. Yeah, you know, and I maybe it's lack of playing time, but he's obviously not earning the playing time. But when he's out there, he's showing why he's not playing. Yeah, it was, it was, I forgot at times that he was even out there. And there was a moment when they, later in the game, when they took Angulo off and they put the wrong number up there and it said 11 rather than 77. And I thought, wow, that's kind of a surprise, but the way he's playing, I I guess it shouldn't be. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was not to be. And it was in fact Angulo, but there you have it. Yeah. Um, You know, and then when you're, you're chasing a game, you're down a goal it's a knockout game. You need a goal. You're pushing numbers forward. Some of the time something happens and that's called you give up the ball and you give up a transition opportunity. And that's what happened. Uh, turnover by, I believe it was Angulo. Um, Miami goes the other way. And in the confusion in the box, uh, Messi scores his second. It was just unfortunate because they had the number of people back that they needed to cover the, the attackers from Miami. But the problem was both Roman Janssen and Wilder Cartagena ended up going to Joseph Martinez, which left Messi alone again. And, you know, Wilder thought Roman had him. Roman thought Wilder had him. They, Wilder thought it was, which was obviously not on. And so in his scores, it makes it 3-1. And not sure what happened with my microphone there, but we should be back in, in business. But yeah, that's, that's not something that I was uh, wanting to see. And certainly... Orlando City was not wanting to see it. Uh, neither was I. I. It was incredibly frustrating at that point. Um, I had pretty much given up. Um, you know, it's it's one thing to come back on another team. It's another thing to come back on another team, the refs, the league, uh, the broadcaster, and everybody else. It was not uh it was not great. But then um, you know, you shouldn't have been behind, you shouldn't have been having to push numbers forward. Um, I was actually kind of Starting right about two or three minutes before that happened, I started to wonder, is this game going to go to penalties? Are we going to stay at 1-1 and go to penalties? Because I kind of wanted that to happen at that point. Um, Given all that had happened before, I was thinking going to penalties might not be the worst thing. No, not at all. And, you know, I, uh, once again, in my three keys to victory, uh, you know, one very important thing was to get up at least one goal and then get up two goals you know, going according to what you said about having to dominate um, so that there's, you know, if they're trying to steal it from you, they're going to have to work harder to steal it from you. Mm-hmm. Once you're down a goal, it's then it's really easy for them to steal it from you. Yeah. The climb up the hill gets a lot, lot steeper. Um, Orlando City pulled one back at the end through Cesar Araujo. Um, this time, Ivan Barton decided he would go look at the monitor rather than take the word of the video assistant referee. Uh, the first time it was just the opposite. He took the word of the video assistant referee that there was no clear and obvious error on that penalty call, sir. Indeed. Uh, a lot of fans were incensed because right before he went to the monitor, he was shown on television, giggling and smiling and laughing with the inter Miami players and giving a wink to one of them as if to say, I got you, bro. And went over to the monitor, took a look. Decided Ramiro Enrique was offside, which by a shoulder he was, but he didn't impede. He didn't interfere with the play. 
He didn't obstruct the view of the goalkeeper. He didn't even affect the goalkeeper's positioning because Callender was already on his right post when Santos crossed that ball across the box. Um, if he stuck out a foot and touched it, go ahead and call it offside. He did not. It went out over to the backside. Cesar's roofed it. He's got a brace. And you're thinking, it's the ninth minute of stoppage time. It doesn't even matter, but it does right. make the score look nicer. Yeah. But here's where we go back to the conspiracy theory, Dave, that, that I'm really thinking isn't a theory. If you allow Orlando City to finish this game one goal behind, they can complain about that penalty as the difference in the game. Yep. But by making them lose by two and taking that goal off, they don't, they don't get to make that complaint because you lost by two goals. So that was only one. Yeah. It's look, we gave up on the, um, the idea that, uh, we used to actually believe in incompetency rather than actual conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I was living in another house at that point. <laughs> and, you know, we have, we're now uh, massive tinfoil hat wearers. Uh, I know mine's pretty impressive. I've got it all colored and, and things like that, you know, just to be more effective, but yeah, it's, it's, it was utterly ridiculous. Mm-hmm. After the game, Oscar Pereja was incensed. He'll probably be fined. Um, talked about the fact that we don't want to call this a circus, but it was a circus. Talked about the penalty being unbelievable. Um, talked about being confused of why he would go look at one and not go look at the other. Uh, why he would let the game decide, you know, be decided by someone else when mm-hmm. it came to one play, but not on the other play. It was you know, I felt bad for him. I, I mean, I think his team went out and gave a really good effort on the road on short rest and did everything they could. But again, in the end, it was it was too many obstacles to overcome. And most of those were not of their making. Some of them were falling asleep on that first goal. Obviously, was their fault. Turning the ball over and allowing the third goal was their fault. I don't fault them for the second thing. I don't think anybody did anything wrong. And I think they should have been up at least one player, if not two. Yeah, uh, look, Oscar was not wrong about any of that. He was correct. However, that doesn't necessarily mean anything when it comes to these press conferences and whether they find you or not. Yeah. It's being correct has nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Are are you saying bad things about refs or the league or the competition? Oh, well, can't have that. Can't have that. Find. We can we can max we can match fix. That's okay. But you but, can't say things. <laughs> yes, don't you know? Don't disparage these pillars of our society. Yeah, uh, Dave, what do you have as far as man of the match for this game? Uh, um, I, I'm going to, despite uh, the breakdown on the first goal, I still have to give it to uh, Cesar Arujo because um, he he got a goal and he should have had two. Um. And, you know, there were long stretches where, you know, he and, and Cartagena, you know, did do the job of, of containing Messi and, you know, riling him up and getting him pissed off. So for nothing else than that, I'm going to give it to Cesar. All right. And I will then split the difference and give it to Wilder as uh, I, I think that once Wilder started to really kind of get in up in Messi's grill a little bit, it bothered him. I mean, uh-huh. he was he was sullen and angry i mean felipe come on the field and he just 
They, they just kept showing them just jawing at each other. <laughs> like it didn't look like Felipe had like any anger. He was just kind of like bemused, but yeah, it definitely looked like, uh, like Messi was a little upset about something. I know it's, he was upset that anyone dare <laughs> challenged him or touched him or did not let him do what he wanted. Yeah. Brazilian versus Argentine too. So get yeah, that rivalry. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So you got Cesar, I got, a, I got Wilder and, and I didn't think any of the forwards played particularly well in this game. Um, not a great game from Duncan. He, he gave a good effort as he always does. Um, Cara never got in the game as late as he came in. Ramiro Enrique wasn't especially good. Yeah. Uh, Facundo had some moments, but he's kind of in a slump right now again. And when you've got no DPs really chipping in, it's noticeable. And it was on this night. Yeah. I mean, if, if your rookie sensation is not able to be a sensation on a given night that, and, and that's, what's hurting you, you've got, you got problems. Yeah. I kind of wanted to see Kara on the team sheet when the, when they, when it came out, but it was Duncan and not anything against Duncan, but Kara has scored in his last two games against Inter Miami coming into this game. Uh, I loved having Duncan's uh, energy and his motor coming off the bench if you needed it. Yep. But, um, you know, Oscar, <laughs> I, I said this to Taylor Twelman when, he, when I talked to him the other day, Oscar's faults. One, one thing he does is he falls in love with a lineup and, and just wants to roll with them and, and, trust in their chemistry but i mean you look around the league almost everybody makes changes from time to time even in their preferred starting lineup when it makes sense and i thought on short rest i thought it would have made sense in this game yeah no i agree um you know look i love big dunk but you know give him a rest and you know make it through somehow make it through and then let him come back in the next one yeah all right well so that is it. We're out of the League's Cup, and um, now we got uh, nothing to do until August 20th. Orlando City is not uh, playing another game until August 20th when they return to regular season action at the Chicago Fire. Fire, of course, were quietly one of the hottest teams at the end of the uh, the break, so it's not going to be necessarily an easy one. Um, but we'll see how it goes. I don't know how much of the League's Cup I will watch going forward. Probably not a ton of it, but I'll probably check in from time to time definitely not watch another inter miami match it's just they're unwatchable yeah i mean what's the point yeah you know what's going to happen you know what's going to happen and you know it's going to be nauseating hearing the gushing from everyone constantly oh, the, the, yes the, it's and it's infected more than just apple i mean if you go online the athletic has become tmz i love paul tenorio but I don't need Paul Tenorio tweeting about how Derek Jeter is there to see Messi and Rick Ross is there to see Messi. I don't care. Don't care in the least. And yeah, it's, and if you happen to not be an Orlando city fan and you just happen to be listening to this podcast and you're like, Oh, well, it's a rivalry. Of course they're doing it to you guys. Don't kid yourself. Hmm. It won't matter what team it is. Nope. They are going to cater to Messi. And I, have absolute confidence that we are going to be proven right as leagues cup goes on. And as MLS gets back in the year, everything about this match confirmed the expected bias that when a league has a vested financial interest in one player on one team, yep. things are going to happen that favor that player and that team. Uh, not that he needs it, but 
he'll take it because you know he's a professional wants to be successful yeah. um any of us would it's like you know if we got special treatment we wouldn't turn it down <laughs> no no we wouldn't so uh as orlando city fans we're really unfamiliar with the concept though yeah i um i have to say that prior to his arrival uh i held no animosity whatsoever for Lionel messi neither did i i wasn't a fan of barcelona or real madrid or you know the, the big two over there in, in spain i wasn't a fan necessarily of uh psg but you know he got signed okay it, it is whatever it is but with the way that the league is acting the way that apple is acting and the way that he is acting i hate the man <laughs> yeah i prior to i was rooting for him to win the world cup at the end i was like you know what he's done a lot of great things in his career let's let him have this let's have them win the world cup so that he has that to add to his trophy case i was good with it i was even i was like all right that's cool excellent good for you <laughs> but now i you know i've got a lot i, I have plenty i can say about all the uh Saudi Arabia nonsense that a bunch of other players and coaches are doing too, but we're not going to get into that mm. maybe next week. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, this, this ticks me off more than anything. My wife is like, honey, you okay? And I'm like, well, no, because, uh, you know, they want arguably the greatest of all time has gone to my rival and not only that, but they're giving him every advantage. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not been good so far. And I don't know if, We'll see how if this translates into the league. You're, they're getting the new coach bump as well with with Gerardo Martino. I refuse to call him by the nickname of a breast, even though it might mean something different in another country. I can't call him that. He's Gerardo to me. And, uh, you know, they're playing a good brand of soccer with, with him. And um, that's great. Let's see if it trans translates when they go to league play and when they start going more on the road. Uh, we'll see how they perform. Not messy. He's going to be fine. How does right. the rest of the team perform? Um, the players that were in last place without him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how that works out as well. Yeah. I, I just don't think Robert Taylor can continue to play like a best 11 player indefinitely. I think he's a good player, but I think at some point you revert to the mean. Yeah. I mean, they're getting the, the, the messy bump, um, you know, yes, he can make players around him better and, you know, everybody's all jacked up because of it. And so they're playing above their heads, but you're right. At some point, these players are who they are and they were in last place. So I agree. I'm actually glad Martinez took the penalty because I would have not wanted Messi to have had a hat trick. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's as, not, as distasteful as that is to say, well, look, you know, back when he was at Atlanta and, and he was beating us pretty soundly and he was doing the whole, I'm your daddy BS. Um, you know, we have a distaste for him because of that, but mm -hmm. he hasn't been our daddy in a long time. Yeah. So it doesn't affect me, him scoring a penalty kick. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was a gift from the referee. So accept it. <laughs> exactly. All right, Dave, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about OCB as uh, earlier in the week when we recorded OCB was actually playing while we were recording. So we'll talk a little bit about that game against New York Red Bulls two on the road. Um, we don't have a, a game to get ready for this week, but we also do have our mailbag box coming up. So we've got some stuff to talk about 
still coming up. And why don't we get to that right after this? And we're back, Dave. And I think you're not feeling well, but would it make you feel a little bit better if we looked in the mailbag box? You know what, Michael? I love the mailbag box and it always makes me feel better. Oh, good. Then we'll do that because we want you to feel better. And, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be like a, a shot of Dayquil for you. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Virtual shot of Dayquil. So there's a couple of ways you can ask us anything at the mainland podcast. One of those ways is via email and you can email us at the mainland at gmail.com with, and, uh, just let us know in the subject line that you're writing about, uh, ask TMLPC. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter. We're not calling it the stupid letter name. Absolutely uh, not. Hit us up on Twitter at the mainland with the hashtag ask TMLPC or go to the mainland.com and hit the mainland podcast page where there's a little form you can fill out and you can ask us anything that way. So lots of ways you can ask us anything here at the mainland podcast and any of them will suffice. And we are happy to uh, read your question on the show and answer it. Even if we don't know the answer, we will still give you one. Of course we will. That is what it's about. And we make no promises of how good or bad the answer will be, but you'll get one. You will get an answer. All right. I'm going to start out with a form submission from the website from Matthew Waldschmidt, who is one of our uh, founders. Excellent. And he, uh, he says, I've submitted two questions and both times Michael has pronounced my last name correctly, which really impressed me. Oh, yeah. So he says, that being said, which present or former Orlando city player had the most unique, fun or difficult name to pronounce? Oh, um, I think there were some that were harder to spell because Michael would get all kinds of <laughs> upset about some of the staff and the, and the spelling, um, you know, that they would do. At least we never uh, had Casper Shabilko. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a good question. Um, you got anybody while I'm thinking? Yeah. The one that I always trip over, I, I, it's not that hard. It's just that I really have trouble pronouncing it correctly is Cesar Araujo is hard to say when you're just speaking normally. If you just, if you just sit and concentrate, you can say it easily, but in the course of a conversation i i really stumble over that a lot i think um yeah i can see that i'll i'll and this also goes to one of the spelling ones but uh mason stajuhar mm-hmm. yeah so that's one and then the when and all these players are not there anymore but we had when we had andres perea mauricio Pereira, and oscar pereja yeah that's a, that was confusing as far as fun ones I always liked saying Sylvester Vanderwater. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Dagger, Dagger Dan Thorlson, yeah. Thorlson is a, a fun one to say. Yeah, that's a fun one, too. That's a good question and a different one. So thank you, Matthew, for the question on our website form. Thank you so much. And for the kind words about my pronunciation of your name. Yes. Uh, we also have a question from David. Victor. Huh. There he is. David Victor says, hello, Michael and Dave. He says, your thoughts on Marvel's secret invasion series on Disney plus. We're not going to make any spoilers here, but we will give you 
our thoughts. Dave, let's start with you. Um, it was okay. I like, you know, I don't want to give any spoilers away. I mean, there, there were things I liked. There were things that I, I thought could have been better. There was, um, things I wish they had explored more. I wish they had actually maybe, um, cleaned it up. Maybe had more episodes, but had them be cleaner, uh, have the storyline be, um, more concise, but, um, yeah, I, I'll watch anything Marvel. So uh, it was fine. Is it the best? No, absolutely not. I mean, there's a bunch of shows that were better uh, than that one, but of course it sets up stuff. So yeah, what, what are you going to do? I found it an enjoyable series. I didn't have too many problems with it uh, other than the villain being a little mustache twirly at times. Um, but, um, and, and I thought maybe a little bit, they did explore it some, but I I didn't think that you really got the depth of of why the villain was the villain um, as much as maybe you should. It's like, why are you an insane person? Why are you why are you taking this approach? <laughs> but uh, why are you such an angry young man? Yeah, when your future looks so bright to me. Exactly. That's a that's a great song, by the way. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I I thought it was good, and um, I would recommend that people watch it. I. I mean, I, anything Samuel L. Jackson is, and you pretty much count me in to, to want to watch it. Yeah. And, um, I can't remember who played the, uh, the British, uh, uh, secret agent lady, but she's fantastic. I've seen her yeah. in a bunch of different things and she was excellent in this as well. My favorite character on the show for sure. Easily. Yes. She was great. Yeah. So hopefully David Victor, that answers your question. We have given you an answer to the best of our abilities. Um, yeah, I think I might have liked it a little bit more than Dave, but Dave liked it too. So uh, there you go. That sounds about right. All right, that's it from the Gmail, Dave. Is there anything in the Twitters? Michael, there is. Ooh. So when we checked prior to starting the record, there was nothing there. But then our hero, Michael Lehman, came in and said, what are your thoughts on the Brazilian national team coach? I believe I'm going to say this right or wrong. Uh, Tite. Uh, rumors linking him to Orlando city. Well, I don't know how you link someone to a job that's filled, uh, unless the person that's filling that job is struggling. I don't think Oscar Pereja is struggling. He's seven points ahead of the same place last year he was in. Um, and he's apparently been given some DPs that don't necessarily work all that well in his system, at least not this year. So I don't, see that there's anything to it unless Oscar has already secretly behind the scenes said, you know, I, I, I want to leave and explore other opportunities after this year. Cause it is what year four. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if that's who they have lined up as a replacement in the end, uh, fine. But I, I don't think that there, there's anything imminent. I don't think he's in danger of losing his job based on where the team is right now. So We'll see how it goes down the stretch. I, I, you got to hire somebody if you're going to lose your coach or if you're going to fire your coach. So, again, I it doesn't really matter to me how big a name you get or or there's really two ways that you can go about this. You can hire a coach that has failed miserably three or four places and you can be mad about it, or you can hire somebody else that hasn't, and then you still don't know how it's going to work out. I always take a very cautious approach when it comes to a new coach. Yeah, as you should. Um, I, I I don't disagree with you. Uh, the only thing I'll add is I, I remember seeing that uh, that rumor online, and you know, 
my initial reaction was, eh, that makes no sense. And dig dug a little bit deeper and basically I don't know how good the source was. And then evidently there were a lot of Brazilian uh, sources out there going, yeah, no, that's, that's a bunch of bull. I don't, we don't know why that's <laughs> being talked about. So I, uh, that's what I think. I think it's a bunch of bull and there's nothing to, to there's nothing there. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's Orlando. It's a Brazilian. And so the connection gets made no matter who the Brazilian is, the connection to Orlando always gets made. We don't even have Brazilian owners anymore. Yeah, it's true. There's still a good population here of Brazilians and several on the team, but um, yeah, it's not like it was uh, necessarily, but uh, again, if it happens, you know, we'll, then I'll, I'll take a cautious approach and we'll, we'll see what happens. Yep. Is that everything? That is everything that we've gotten in the Twitters for this show. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everybody who submitted questions. You can get your questions in for next week. Uh, We are finalizing next week right now as it stands. We may only do one show because there's only OCB playing. There's no Orlando City game. So uh, we may come in with a guest and and talk about OCB and just have one show next week. It really kind of depends on what I can line up and what we have uh, time to do. But it's a good opportunity in season to peel back a little bit and maybe do something else and or, or take a break. Cause this, this season is every season is a grind and we're doing two of these every week. Plus our Orlando pride show. Yeah. Yeah. We're, you know, this used to be a one night a week thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how we missed those days. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Well, thanks again. You can ask us anything every week. Email us at themainland at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at the mainland with the hashtag AskTMLPC or go to the mainland.com mainland podcast page and fill out the form. So many ways you can ask us anything. Get them in for next week. You can ask us about Orlando City. You can ask us about something completely unrelated to soccer the way that David Victor did. And we are happy to answer all questions. So uh, thanks for sending them. We also love it when you go and rate us and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we would love it to be a five-star rating. But if you feel we're only worth four or three, throw that out there too, because every rating, every review helps. It gets us another notch in the algorithm for people to find us. And notch is probably the wrong word, but I said it anyway. Is it the right word? (laughs) I mean... Obviously, I'm not feeling well. And something that always makes me feel better is, you know, when somebody does a five-star rating and review so that we can read it on the air. And I get that I might not be sick the next time we record, but it would still make me feel better. Yeah. And don't you want Dave to feel better? I know I do. Yes. I think we all do. Um, nobody left a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts this week. If you do uh, it on Apple Podcasts, we will find it. We will read it on the air. So uh, please do that. It costs you nothing. takes only a few seconds. We would love it if you would do that. We'd also love it if you'd go to our webpage, themainland.com, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link in the middle of our page and uh, go check out the different levels of support you can give this show and this independent effort of writing and podcasting. We would love to have your support, and you get a lot of extras if you do support us. So why not try it out for a little bit? Give it a shot. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's um, 
the newsletter is amazing and so well put together. It's worth it's worth signing up just to see how nice the newsletter is. Yeah, we're working on the newsletter every week. It goes out on Mondays typically. We also have uh, opportunities to join us for watch parties. You can watch us record this podcast. And you you'll get advanced notice on stuff. There's a, there's a lot of perks and, and those are just the perks we've thought of so far. There's other perks that we haven't even gotten to yet. We're still working on behind the scenes. It's yeah, it's been, it's been a busy, busy summer for me. I've been trying to get, I did not like the, uh, the solution that we found for the bulletin board, the message board. So we're looking for a, an alternate. Um, and also if you're like WordPress knowledgeable and you know of a really good, solid message board system uh let me know because i would like to have one that has a a password protected area for our our subscribers that would be a place where they could go and get some maybe inside info or different info and and interact with us yeah that would be fun and um you know we've we tried uh, bb the uh that one didn't really look very good with our vox uh, our zox news um theme so I'm looking for another alternative. So we're still working on that. All right. Enough about that. It's out there if you want to check it out. And we would love for you to check it out. Uh, Dave, there's still the matter of OCB going to New York Red Bulls 2. Mm-hmm. And this was a, you know, road games for OCB have always been an adventure this year. They've not got a great road record, but they were coming in off a couple of pretty good performances Went to New York. It was a very important game. Both teams tied in the standings going into this game. OCB just didn't play very well in the first half, and they were giving the ball away cheaply. It cost them. They gave up a goal. They fell behind. They gave up the the ball again and almost gave up a second, a a, a wide-open net from distance. The guy hits the post. Uh, So it was 1-0. And then... Moises Tablante pulled one back right before halftime and made it 1-1 and feeling pretty good. OCB's in the game, got a second half to go. OCB games are typically very drunk games. Yep. You never know what could happen. Uh, but unfortunately, nothing really happened. It looked like it looked like teams were just kind of playing back and forth, and, and Red Bulls got a gift near the end of the game as Alex Freeman committed a foul in the box. Not the kind of foul that Antonio Carlos allegedly committed, in inter Miami, but, um, this was a legitimate foul call. He actually tripped the player and, uh, New York Red Bulls too. They go to the spot, kick the, uh, penalty. It was legit. They scored final score two one OCB goes down, but they are still in decent shape for a postseason playoff spot. And, uh, I don't know why I said postseason playoff. That's redundant, but uh, they could still get the playoffs and they're still looking pretty good. Still a much better season than a year ago. Oh, without a doubt. And you know, I almost feel like we should have uh, kept podcasting because they, they seem to be doing a little bit better. And as soon as we stopped podcasting and just watched <laughs> it, they got worse. Yeah. So sorry, everybody. Sorry. That's our fault. Yeah. Our bad. We, we, we did it wrong. Yep. Oh, well, no, it's uh, look, it's a developmental squad. They are almost always drunk games. And sometimes when you're drunk, things go bad. <laughs> Often. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> um, yeah, we, I mean, we had Ricardo Moreira on and he told us, you know, the wins and losses aren't the most important thing for that team. And that's why you get to, you know, sometimes you want to see a player in there that's not in there. Uh, it's to give somebody else minutes to get them, you know, maybe 
maybe they're going to try to get them um, some developmental minutes. Maybe they're trying somebody at a new position to see how they adapt to it. Uh, you know, it's all kinds of experimenting and stuff like that. So you may not always even see the best lineup out there. Uh, and in this case, uh, they did not get the win, but they're typically not always, but typically when they, even when they don't win, they're competitive in their games. And that's true. That's something that we haven't experienced a lot from OCB in the past. They're actually able to hang with the other teams in their, in their league. They haven't always been able to do that. And this team can beat any team in MLS next pro. They could also lose to any team in MLS next pro. They have a habit of giving up a lot of goals, but they also have a habit normally of scoring a bunch of goals, yeah. which is why we say they're drunk. They're fun to watch. They really are at this yeah. one. Not so much, but usually they are fun to watch. Yeah. Crazy stuff happens. They'll go down a man and still win. They'll, they'll go back and forth. They'll come back from two goal deficits. Sometimes they'll give up a two goal lead. You never know what could happen. Yeah, no, it's, it's good stuff. So the next up for OCB, Dave, is Inter-Miami 2 on Saturday night. Uh, they will try to do what Orlando City couldn't do. I don't know if the messy favoritism extends to MLS Next Pro. It wouldn't surprise me if it did, but um, we'll see how it goes on Saturday. Yeah, I was. you literally read my mind there. I'm very curious to see uh, if that happens or if it's just incompetence. Um, and I don't know why I'm limiting myself. It could be both. <laughs> I will say this, you, as drunk as the games are, you don't know what, it, what a referee is going to do in an MLS Next Pro game. Oh, no, absolutely not. There is the, it's the Wild West. It's, it's less experienced referees. Sometimes they don't even appear to know the rules. Other times they're very good. Um, but it's usually the former and not the latter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if you think pro referees are bad at, at the... MLS level. Think of the developmental guys. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know, they're striving guess, to get to that crappy level. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I guess we should, uh, if we're being fair, we should approach them with the same way that we approach OCB, which is, Hey, it doesn't matter. You're just in development. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. All right, Dave, before we get out of here, I just wanted to ask you, what do you, there's no game until the 20th uh, for Orlando City. Obviously, OCB uh, got a couple of the pride. We're going to be watching them. We're going to be watching the World Cup. What are you going to do with your time off? There's no Orlando City game this weekend. There's no Orlando City game next weekend. And it's only uh, the Sunday, the 20th, when the team comes back. So that gives you another Friday and Saturday night with no Orlando City game. Um. I don't know. Um, I know that uh, midweek I will be racking my brain trying to come up with uh, content uh, to publish. Um, so you'll 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 get some interesting analysis pieces and and things like that coming up over the next couple of weeks as we don't have any obvious uh, games and whatnot to cover. Um, I yeah I I don't know. Um, maybe I'll pick a show and just start. Uh, you know. Uh, you know, going through like a back catalog or something or yeah. Binge watch is always good. I, I have to complain about Amazon prime because I was binge watching Barney Miller. Uh, I made it through season. There's eight seasons. I made it through four seasons and the first couple episodes of season five and they took them down. Oh, 
So I don't know. I haven't been able to find if they have a new home. They're very happy to rent or sell me those episodes. Sure. Uh, I'd rather not pay the extra. I was watching them for free. And for whatever reason, they are now currently not available to me. So that kind of sucked. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to catch up on some movies that I've been putting off watching. Because when do I have two consecutive hours or even three to watch a movie? It's very oh, yeah. rare. Um, I did manage to watch Quantum Mania this past weekend. Oh, so excellent. Finally got to that. And I know the new Guardians has just landed on Disney. So I want to watch that. And I also want to watch the Avatar movie that I haven't seen yet and several others. But uh, and I, I know some of them people are saying, no, this one's not very good. This one's not. I don't care. I, the, the movies that I like the trailers, I still want to see the movies. When it comes to the uh, Avatar, uh, it was it was Dances with Wolves with Blue People um, in the first one. I don't know what the second one is. I there's I've had plenty of opportunity to watch it, and I've declined to do so. And unless my wife wants to, which I don't think she does, or something weird happens, unless I've gone through all the other things, I probably won't watch it. Or unless you watch it and you're like, hey, Dave, it's really good. You should watch it. Yeah. Maybe that'll happen. Uh, also, there's a lot of documentaries that I want to watch. So there's, uh, there's there's a lot of those that I'll get to. But very, um, very much looking forward to having some weekend evenings. Yeah. Where I don't have too many responsibilities. Yeah, that's going to be uh, pretty cool. Um, you know, I'm I'm sad that they're out of the tournament, but, mm-hmm. you know, break's not horrible. Yeah, it's not the worst thing. Um, Orlando City will get rested. Of course, we'll hope to see Junior Urso on the other side of this break. Junior was uh, on the availability report this week as questionable. So the first time he was actually eligible to play. And of course, he was injured with a lower leg injury. So hopefully he'll get uh, rested up and uh, and be available. Um, somebody asked me online. I had a little AMA during the long-ass <laughs> severe weather break delay yesterday um people somebody asked me about you know whose minutes get siphoned off for urso and i said well i i don't know how you take cesar and wilder out so i think he's gonna have to be one of those guys that comes in at 60 or 70 minutes mm-hmm. and then it's just whichever of these guys needs rest yeah yeah that's a good call um you know or if uh if you've you know you end up with a uh, double mash week, you know, maybe he starts the the second one of that or something like that. So, but I agree with you. I don't, I don't, I see it being more in the uh, attacking mid, not the defensive mid. Yeah. And, and if the team is chasing the game, he's more offensively minded. So he could take the place of, of Wilder or Cesar and, and you're, you still got a good stopper in there and you also got uh, a, a true number eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I think that's it, Dave, unless you have something else you want to get to. No, I think we should be done so I can go climb in bed and go to sleep. Yeah, I would like for you to rest up and, and get well. So that will do it for episode 367 of the Mainland Podcast. Thanks to all who sent in questions. Uh, we will be back next week, but I want to make sure that everybody knows it was probably only going to be one show next week. Uh, and I'm not sure which day it will drop. We're still in discussions. I'm waiting to see how Dave's cold plays out. <laughs> yep. I didn't mean to say cold play, but there it was. <sighs> God, I can't believe you associate with me. (laughs) And uh, we would ask you to please go to themainland.com and read our site and uh, tell us what you think. we got comment sections underneath every story, so you can leave 
leave feedback. Um, in addition to reading our stuff at mainland.com, you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at the mainland. You can follow Dave on Twitter at mainland Dave. You can follow me at mainland Michael. And you can even follow our sister show, Scoperp Soccer and Orlando Pride Podcast at Scoperp Soccer. So there's many ways you can uh, get involved. You can also, uh, of course, rate and review us. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're downloading the show every week. All of that helps us with the algorithm and that helps us be discovered by more people who are searching for Orlando City Podcasts. So we would appreciate that. So that's going to do it. We'll be back next week. The only thing left for us to do is what we always do at the end, and that is to say, Go City!